Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Broadway Breakdown. I am your host, Matt Kaplick. And I'm your other host, John Wascavage. What is what is this character? I'm, I don't know. This is the John gave me some coffee and I put some cinnamon in it, and now I'm feeling my oats. Let me feel my oats. I love this character. They're extremely annoying. <laughs> no, oh. I, I I was like I totally like I just turned into Daria as soon as it happened. <laughs> I was just like, oh my um, god, I was in such a good mood until I had to deal with this bitch. Uh, no, hi everybody. My, this character's name is a uh, oat. Uh, what's the name? Of, what was the guy from Hamilton? The one who closed Great Comet? Oak something or other? Oh, uh, yeah, Oak something. Oak I don't something. remember. So my character's name is Oat something. Why? I, I'm not following. I don't know. What it's kind of drugs like... have you been? Honestly, you came in today like a like a flurry of d- gayness, just I a, really a Tasmanian gay devil. It's be- I'm <laughs> the, the sad thing is that it, there is there are no drugs. It's 46 days now sober. Everybody completely, so, completely no booze, no Molly, no nothing. Well, I never actually took Molly. Yeah, I've I'm never too tried. To. I've never tried Molly either. Uh-huh. I've had friends who have offered it to me so many times. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna try Molly, and then like Molly literally. Weed- Literally, as soon as like he will like try to finalize a pie with me, I'm like, I'm busy. <laughs> like, uh, like he, he's like, yes. he's like, so if we we do Molly this week, and I'm like, I can't. Um, I have to go do repaneling on a house. Like, I I, I have I, to finish the I, hat. That's I, what's I, I immediately bitch out, and I'm just like, I don't want to do hard drugs. No. So sorry. Introduce yourself. I did already, didn't did I? Did you? I I think I talked over you. Or no, no, you did. I think you just said I. Like I said, maybe. Maybe going straight edge isn't a good thing for Matt. Maybe he needs this stuff to chill him out because he's functioning on too high of a level. It's true. That he's not functioning. <laughs> I'm I've completely broken down. You've heard it here, everybody. Um No, it's it's my new look. It's my uh my nails but i love the new look he Thank came you. he came in with a painted nail like I did looking skinny freshly quaffed like i like yeah, yeah, this is okay. all great I'm, wait okay i would like to today is february 21st I'm, yes my eye my eyes are rolling I so hard remark this this is the day that i got like three compliments from john in a minute i usually get three in a month if i'm lucky i'm so happy right now 
People always ask, act like I'm so withholding, and I just, it really bothers me when they point out the truth. <laughs> well, you, just, you keep on talking about how, like, easy it is to get to your butthole, and yet, like, none of us have had it, so, like, what? I never talk about that. You talk about you that. You talk about that. You how ta- dare you? You talk about my butt more than my proctologist. Now that, we, now that we know my dad listens to this podcast, you like to pretend that I'm the one that always brings up butt stuff. Hi, Daddy. Hey, Daddy Coplick. Hey, no, sorry. I am... I am like in a weird place today. I don't know. But yes, my nails are painted. I decided. They look fierce. I love thank it. Thank you. The color is called Weinstock. I got oh, it. I got it at Dwayne yeah. Reed. I found out it's the same color that my grandmother Trash. has. Uh, what? Yeah. we. I saw her a couple of days ago and she saw the nails. She went, did you copy me? And I was like, probably. Your um, grandmother paints her nails black. I love that. They're, it's not totally black. It's like is a it really. Like purple? It's a really, 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 really dark red. It's like if maroon and black had a baby. If Maroon 5 and Black Panther had a baby, it'd be my nail color. Or Maroon 5 and Black Pink, which is a Korean, it's a K-pop band that I saw their American debut at the Stephen Colbert show. Sorry, I'm just remembering this. So oh I'm, I'm, um, I'm not auto-drama-ing. I'm stream of consciousing, <laughs> consciousing, and, um, words. And I, uh... Yeah, Black Pink, they're a K-pop band. And on the fi- the night of the 50th anniversary that the Beatles performed on the Johnny Carson show making their U.S. debut, I saw this K-pop band do the same. Wow, we're getting to a quick... That was a quick... Uh, Billy, I beg to differ, I feel like, a moment. We, we got there real quick today. Yeah, we did. Um, how, how are you in real life, though? Um, have we? Did we talk about... Why do I have no memory today? I Neither of us do. We do. No, I honestly, it feels like I came in here high off of whip hits and just like started started the pod. Yeah. Thank God for all this pod. Um, <laughs> covered in pod. Covered in pod. Um, I'm okay. Uh, it's been a weird like week and a half. Sure. Uh, I won't get too into it, but I've been... Uh, a continuous visitor at the Wild Cornell Hospital for the last week. Oh, no. Um, yeah, just family stuff. Uh, it's now, like, the scary part is now kind of over, and we're now getting to the good stuff. But, like, yeah. Um, like mo- So, like, Monday night I went and saw a couple... Uh, Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at the good stuff, because it's really wonderful. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it's also just a, a really great turn of phrase to use in a situation of, like, someone's been hospitalized. It's like, we're getting to the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. we're getting to the good stuff. But, uh, they're, they're, like... Um, and sure, no, I'll I'll talk about it just because I've been so cagey about it for so long, and like it kind of uh, bit me on the ass on Monday night. Uh, oh no! Well, like to make a long story short, uh, don't feel like you have no, to. Why not? Too. This is my therapy. <laughs> I don't go to therapy like John does. So oh no! Fair. No, my so my mom has not been super well for a couple of months now, and yeah. it's been sort of like touch and go. Uh, mo- and like the the what was frustrating is that nobody knew what she had because she's sure. like. She's always been a very healthy person, and then for her to just, like, she had anemia, but they didn't know why and all this other shit, and so, like, yeah. just nobody figured it out. They put her on a medicine that basically you give to chemo patients, and, like, she... Oh, wow. Yeah, and, like, she's already 101 pounds, so, like, complete... Yeah, she, she's a tiny woman. She is a tiny-ass woman. If anyone wants to know, my mother's thigh gap is the envy of every thigh gap in the land. Truly. Literally, she's a stick. So it completely knocked her out, and we had to bring her uh, to the ER, where they were like... Like, you're fine, but we're going to admit you overnight. Overnight became a week, and now it's going to be a week and a half. Uh, mm. But, like, as of right now, like, I just came back from visiting her. She's eating. Oh, she God. has no fever anymore. It's all great. And they, they're they going to 
do some uh, procedures that have been a long time coming. Mm. Like she's needed it for like five months and now they're finally going to do it. So we're all like, fuck yes. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. But like I was kind of keeping it all inside for a very long time. Well, and that's what you should do with emotions. Absolutely. I mean, I think because I see so many musicals and I just assume that I'm going to inner monologue my emotions in the form of a song that no one can yeah. hear that yeah. that's healthy. It is. Uh, like, I think I took all the wrong things out of telephone wire from fun home. And, <laughs> But so I went to go see a show on Monday night. Um, we are the Tigers at Theater 80, I think it's what it's called, on St. Mark's Place. I don't know. Uh, directed by Michael Bello, written by Preston Max Allen. It's great. Go see it. It's about murder story leaders. cannot wait to see it. I already have plans to go see it with some friends. I've, I've seen a reading of it. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Preston's work. And I am also a huge fan of Michael Bell's work. I've worked with him before. I like. I, I adore, yes, you have. I adore him, and uh, as we all like, everyone who knows Michael Bellow, it's impossible to not like Michael Bellow. I'm. I don't I'm, know about that. No, I've actually known Michael for twenty five years now. Wait, really? Yes, I knew it was a friendship that went back, but I didn't realize it went like that. Far oh yeah, back. no, we were four. It was. It's insane. Did you guys bathe together? No. We were frenemies. No, I mean like as adults. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top. You're a Coolidge dollar. Which brings us back to Monday. Thank you for doing um, that. So yes, Saw Tigers, which I had been uh, a fan of for a very long time, seen numerous incarnations of it in concert. This is definitely its best life. Mm. Uh, it's The music is so fucking catchy. Every <laughs> girl is. is belting so high. Uh, Lauren Zacharin is great. Uh, she's super new to the show, and she just like fits Nails in. It, I'm it's com- sure it's a hard role. She plays Riley, which is like kind of the lead, and it's a really, really hard role to play for anyone who knows Tigers mm-hmm. understands how hard it is. Yep. Um, and she just oh god, she nails it. There are like three lines in particular that she just got a huge laugh out of that I was like good for fucking mm. you. I can't um, wait. And Preston write everything. Yes, book, uh, music, score. I will say. So Preston is I think Preston is actually strongest as the lyricist and that hasn't changed with all they've written like he's written like uh, three new mm-hmm. songs for the show and they're all amazing uh, and I think he writes really great hooks and I've always felt because uh, he ha- he does everything with his shows that the books have always kind of been not lackluster but they haven't been as up to par as the score and I think that this book for Tigers right now is the strongest it has ever been yes. um, he really he writes some great one liners mm-hmm. um, after the show um, show got out. I got like a flurry of texts from my family that were all just like benign texts about like how my mom was doing and yada yada. But it just like very much caught up with me. I had been up for like 16 hours because okay. uh, I was at the hospital with her at 7 a.m. And I could feel myself crashing mm. and like about to have a breakdown. And I was like, I'm going to take a walk around the block, which became a walk around all of the East Village. And uh, like 25 minutes later, I came back. I was like, okay, I'm fine. Um yeah. But that's sort of that's sort of where my headspace has been this whole week. And now that that's sort of I was able to sort of let that out and everything is going a lot better now. I'm mm. like, I don't know. I think maybe the drug that I'm on is just like giddiness. I'm just like happy that things are yes. like kind of starting to get more positive in that element. Yes, um, I love that. Sorry yeah. then that I yucked your yum in the beginning. You I did no such that. thing. But um I look forward to these things. Um, I love all that. You know, it's so funny that you said that when I have, a, or I'm on like the precipice of an emotional breakdown, mm-hmm. that is exactly what I do is I walk aimlessly for like 
anywhere from like half an hour to like sometimes three hours. Mm -hmm. Like that is that is what I need to do sometimes. And like I've done it all over the country. I I literally have like I will be out on contracts and I will just walk and yeah, yeah, it's uh, I I I think and okay, this is actually going to segue into like a weird thing. (laughs) Shocker. That's our podcast. No, but like, so I've been working as I've, uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been working more this uh, desk job and like uh, this remote job. And then last week, kind of like this, right as I was about to tell them that I like needed to cut back my hours because I have some fun, exciting stuff that, um, that we still can't talk about. Actually, I kind oh, of can. Oh, can we talk about it now? Let's maybe leave Old it to the, to the end of the episode. Okay, great. Um, So I, I, um, I, I was right about to tell them that I need to like cut back hours slash like maybe leave. And literally that day my supervisor quit and they were like, John, can you run this company for like, like the, and for a couple of days? And I was like, oh, okay, sure. I can do that, but I have to stop on Wednesday. Um, and so I, I found myself the first, this is, <laughs> this is such first world problems and white people problems, sure. but it, it all ties into everything. Um, uh, so the last couple of days, I have been sitting at a desk job, like mm-hmm. helping run this company, and I have been shocked at like, I just forgot that like, <laughs> having a survival job like that or like doing a desk job, like I am just meant to do theater and things that aren't that. Like I need to create, I need to do that, and like, it, my my body, li- I could literally feel it like being drained from sitting. I've never been. I've worked like. 12-hour waitering shifts had, like, and like auditions. Like, I've done five-show weekends. I've never been more tired than I have just, like, sitting in a desk being, like... Like, my body feels like it was put through the ringer afterwards. So, I don't know why I brought this up again. <laughs> but, like, I guess basically what I'm saying is, like, sometimes in life, I think that... Uh, this is what I wanted to say, because I wrote this down last night. Like, sometimes in life, when I'm not sure of what I want to do, I'm like, I'm going to sit still for a second. I'm going to, like take a moment but then I think actually what the answer is is like just keep moving forward just keep I literally wrote a note to myself of being like you're about to embark for me on like and you as well like we're about to embark on these like big journeys in our life and like a lot of time times like I know that when some things like this have happened in the past and you're given a lot of free reign of your own time it's easy to kind of like lock yourself in at home for a day and be like oh no I'm scared and everything's the worst and especially in the winter I do that all the time but literally like I was journaling and I was like I just need to move just move bitches so that's what I'm here to say move I don't know like I don't know why I felt like I feel like I give this damn speech all the time and you could feel free to cut it but like I don't know I feel like it's just you just reminded me of that with like sometimes when life is a lot or like when it's not enough the answer is just to like is just to move yeah or harper pitt in angels in america said it best do you almost take like lots of long walks yes we do in stretch pants with lavender quaffs let's get into the broadway section of this podcast yes uh john and i both seen some theater Yes. Yes. Let's let's go chronologically, which I believe your theater was first. Yeah, my theater started on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I went to see My Fair Lady yet again uh, with Madame Laura Benanti mm. and Mistress Danny Burstein mm. and Mistress's Dam uh, Christian Dante White as Freddie Einsford Hill. Christian Dante White. Uh, I think I'm saying 
his middle name correctly. It could be a different word. Who knows? He, what have I seen him in? He was in Dolly. He he was Gavin Creel's understudy in Dolly. Okay. And I hadn't seen him until I went to Donald Murphy's last performance. And he was on for Cornelius. And he was lovely. And he was lovely in this as well. Awesome. Um, and Rosemary Harris is currently in it as well <laughs> as uh, Mrs. Higgins. And she's the dame of the theater. Uh, remind me, have you seen this production? Of- I still have not. I okay. plan to see it, but now I'm truly torn because I want to see uh, Kirsten, but I want to see Laura. Mm-hmm. And I've actually never seen... <laughs> I almost... I just caught myself... I was about to call it Hello, Dolly. <laughs> I, what is wrong with me? I have not seen My Fair Lady ever. Okay. Um, And so I'm not against paying the money to see it twice, but... Um, mm-hmm. it, uh, I... I'm 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 scared, and so I'm sure I'm, it's know. a it's a Sophie's choice. Yeah, um, it's, I'm it's very hard. fortunate, and I uh, am a member of Linktix, and mm-hmm. there were Linktix available, so I was able to see it for thirty bucks, which makes up for the fact that I paid a stupid amount to see it the first time uh, oh. with Lorna. Not that it was that I was stupid to do it; just it was a lot of money, and I don't yeah. I pay that much for a ticket to Broadway like maybe once a year. Mm. Um, I splurge that one time, and then the rest of the time it's like twenty dollars, thirty dollars, and yeah, I sit in the back in the corner. Um, yeah. yeah, I was. Right up front, by the thrust, uh, was an obstructive view, which is what I love about that theater. Not a bad seat to be had. Exactly. Um, it is still a very beautiful production. It is beautiful to look at. Uh, the costumes are stupidly beautiful. Um, and yeah, it was very interesting to see it with Laura Benanti, having seen it with Lauren Ambrose. The energy of the production has shifted with uh, Laura Benanti. Uh, in some ways for the better and not some ways for the worse, just for the different, if that sure, makes sense. Sure, of course. Yeah, I mean, every uh, leading player brings their own energy to a role, and exactly. that definitely shifts things with the production. Uh, and you've seen Benanti on stage. I, I have seen Benanti on stage. And the thing about her energy that I always find surprising, which I think maybe what I'm picking up on, is that um, she's much more biting mm-hmm. than than you expect her well not that you, than you expect her to be but and, and like not to say that you don't empathize or love her character like i always lo- like i loved her amalia mm-hmm. but like i just remember being like oh her amalia is sweet but like a l- little sour a little spice yeah very a lot of kick yeah uh, i will start this off with saying she is one of the most meast she's one of the most underrated comedic stage actresses we have true she is Fully true. So fucking funny. And not in a way that detracts from the show, which is, I think, really smart of her. Like, she found some laughs in She Loves Me that I had never seen before. Yeah. And I loved. I will say, I... It's not that I didn't empathize with her. Uh, for me, it's hard to watch Laura Benanti on stage and see weakness. It's, mm. she's She can show vulnerability, yes. but not necessarily a weakness. And that was something that I thought was missing from her, her Amalia is somebody I've always imagined Amalia as someone who's like heart is on her sleeve, who really not only wants, but kind of needs to find that dear friend. You yeah. know, with Benanti, I was moved, but I also was, I was like, if she never finds dear friend, like she'll be just fine on her own. Like she is a strong, completely independent, which is like, I completely felt the same way. Yeah. yeah. She almost reminds me a bit of like Catherine Hepburn when I see her on stage. Uh, Catherine Hepburn was uh, someone who, even if she cried on screen, it wasn't a way that made you go like, oh, this vulnerable woman. It was more sort of like, oh, we see this strong woman mm-hmm. have a moment to breathe. And that's mm-hmm. sort of where I'm at with Laura Benanti on stage. And it's not a negative thing. No. I want to make that very clear. Of course not. But um, with My Fair Lady, when I, with Lauren Ambrose, the f- I would so I would argue Lauren Ambrose, in my opinion, had a more moving first act than Benanti did. But then Benanti had a really 
phenomenal fiery second act. Mm. Um, Lauren Ambrose's Eliza was someone who came off so pitiful in the first two scenes of the show, like very much a low class mm. woman who has had like life just kick her over and over again. A couple of John and Matts. Like, she was like, she was a just, couple. Yeah. Yeah. Just spitting on her saying, how dare you not belt that seat? <laughs> um, which I mean, I don't say I do that to homeless. No, women. I meant like we're pitiful. Oh, I was saying I thought you were saying that we were like the life that we're just constantly kicking her. No, we're pitiful. Do you not we're go up to homeless women and say, "Why aren't you singing Change to Me, a la Mary Testa"? Well, yeah, of course, I'm not a monster. <laughs> <sighs> I love this. So, um, no, yes, pitiful. Like we are. Six out of the seven days a week, um, <laughs> exactly. But and then Benanti is. And like, then on also, the Sabbath, we're all the way, we're always the strongest. Yes, we're we're such Benantis on a Sabbath. We are. Um, yep. Yes. But so and what Sabbath is on Friday, right? Shabbat. Shabbat. Shalom. What day is Sabbath? Shabbat. Um. So Benanti. <laughs> we're Benantis on a Saturday. I uh, always forget you're not Jewish. I am. This is, this is, this... I'm the worst Jew. I am. No, the worst but you're Jew. you're not Jew. I'm more Jewish than you. Well, yeah, emotionally speaking. So, Benanti. So, Lauren Ambrose was, again, very uh, pitiful at the beginning and very, like, hard on sleeve, just mm. not no guard in sight. And you saw her all throughout Act 1 become this regal woman. And it was a beautiful journey to watch. Like, there were times, and part of it was, physically speaking, you didn't always know she would get through the song. Mm. And she always did. Like, it, yeah. it never sounded, it was weird. Because it never sounded like a struggle. Just, like, the way her pop, she, like, had a very interesting posture for Eliza that got more um, regal as it went on. And she also made this very interesting choice that even when Eliza became more of a lady, it was still very studied. Like the way she moved and the way she spoke had an effect to it that was like, it's still not second nature to her yet. She's still thinking about everything she's doing. Mm. Um, whereas with when like the moment Benanti comes on stage, you're like, Oh, that's a duchess. Yeah. Like, this is a grand dame. And it's, and it comes with that confidence. It comes with the posture. It comes with the way she acts. She, her Eliza from the get-go is a whippersnapper. She gives Whipper as much quill. as she gets. Like, she's able to, you know, dish it out. She doesn't take shit from nobody. Yes. And in ways that's great, because it makes uh, Henry Higgins, the actor plays Henry Higgins. I'm blanking on his name right now. Harry uh, something or other. Yeah, I don't know. He now has this sort of fire within, within him when he plays the role with her. Like, they have this great chemistry mm. that I would not say is romantic or sexual. It's actually really more of two people who've now realized that they are equals mm. and how they fire against each other is really yes. phenomenal. Um, and the final moment of the show now with Benanti... Which, uh, have, has that been spoiled for you by any chance? The, the final moment of, the, of this production? It hasn't been okay. spoiled, so then I don't I will know. Not, but... I, won't, I won't take that moment to spoil now. But the way that it was with Lauren Ambrose, the Henry Higgins, the way he sort of looked at her as it ended, almost was like a sense of regret and loss. Whereas with Benanti, it's almost like a moment of pride. He's like, yep, this is where she needs to be. And... It, and that comes from the different dynamics that they have because Lauren Ambrose was sort of such a wounded bird who eventually found the strength to heal herself mm. and that was empowering whereas Benanti was sort of this strong bird already who was smart enough to realize that she now has an opportunity that she then grabs and then it's sort of like oh fantastic now this strong intelligent woman has an opportunity and we're seeing her like grab it by the balls and go full throttle whereas Lauren Ambrose is like can she even do it and then mm. she does and it's like oh yes whereas Benanti okay I that I had an epiphany. If I could take the words "oh yes" 
to describe Lauren Ambrose and Benanti's journey at the end of the show. Lauren Ambrose, it's sort of, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And then Benanti's is like, oh, yes. Cool. That Party. is exactly how I would describe the two journeys. Um, and they're both phenomenal. Both could learn a little something from the other. Sure. And it's so worth seeing. She sings it like a fucking dream. Of course she, she looks does. like Audrey Hepburn and Catherine Hepburn's lesbian love child in those gowns. I'm like, how dare you look so beautiful? She how is dare you? so stunning. She, she is she, distracting. I've never... She's one that I've never... Um, I don't think I've ever seen her in person. I, I was supposed to have met her in this like odd series of circumstances. And like, I was nervous sweating. Mm. Like she's one of those people where like, she's, she's, she's so, she, she's, she's not even a triple threat. She's like a, quin, a six tuplet threat. Like she, she, Everything. Just, she just does it all. And she's so stunning and beautiful and mm-hmm. funny. And like, it's like meeting my twin. And like, I, <laughs> I'm done. That was, that was, that was, uh, that, Patty literally, Patty LaPone just burst through the door, shouted in John's face, Billy, I beg to differ with you. And yep. then walked out the door. Yep. She did. Yeah. She is uh, the. Stop visiting. She's Vanessa Hudgens from Montanaro, and you're a Vanessa Hudgens from Chicago. Basically twins, but you have a Chicago cap and she has an accent. Yeah. Montanaro. Montanaro schedule. Um, yeah. Well, that's really fun. I, yeah. I definitely need to check it out. I'm, I've been so. It's been on my list forever, but like, I, I still have to see Caitlin and Prom. I, yeah. I have to see some theater soon. Um, see Caitlin and Prom. That's important. Yes. Um, but but Benandy will be in until July, so you got time. Exactly. Exactly. I, I got time. Um, I saw some theater this week. Yes, you did. Tell us more. I went to the opening night of the roundabout revival slash revisal mm-hmm. of um, Sondheim's most polarizing work, I would say. Um, Merrily We Roll Along. What did you say? I said Roadshow. No. Doesn't everybody love Roadshow? But Roadshow's about to be on Off Center. Yes, it is. Yeah, we'll, yeah. That's not, that's not what this story's about. No. No, no, no. Um, stop, you saw st- stop, stealing my, stop stealing my Thundercats. Um, but I... Uh, yeah, I saw Merrily Roll Along, which is the only time I've ever seen... Or it's the second time I've seen a production. The first time... I, I It was an Encores production. So, like, you know, like, mm. ish. And that one was starring... Um, Colin Donnelly? That's his name? Colin Donnell, I think. is Con- Colin Donnell. Yeah. Um, Lin-Manuel and Celia Keenan-Bolger mm-hmm. and then Betsy Wolf was uh, Beth. And um, when I saw it on Encores, I remember being like, oh, I see why this show is a bit of a flop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this production was done by the Fiasco Theatre Company, which Roundabout had, had worked with. This is their second time working with. They did the uh, revival of Into the Woods that was off-Broadway a couple of years ago that was um, even more pared down. It was super imaginative. It was mm-hmm. very theatrical. Um, you know, it, 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 it like took place in like an attic and was just like a bunch of people telling a story. Did you see that production? I did. Uh, at first, I thought it was an attic. I actually think that the design concept it's in was a like piano inside a piano. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, but it, but it feels very yes. That, like their like their vibe. Even the set for this one is it's not the piano theme, but like it's like a hoarder's paradise. And I mean yeah. that in the best way. Like their sets are always just like prop heavy mm-hmm. a ton, like super stylized yeah. what I love about it is that it always seems like the most random props and then they show you how they're using those props for something and you're like oh of course yes Every, everything basically gets like worked in mm-hmm. but um but yeah and so this is the second time I've seen the show they changed a good amount of it they um they added in 
book scenes that had been cut from the original that were in the play. Oh. And, um... And so they added back in some scenes, moved the order of and the location of some songs around, and um, pared it down so that there's only six people in it. And so... Six? Yeah, it's basically... It's Frank, Charlie, um, Mary, and then the actor who plays... The actress who plays Beth and the actress who plays Gussie, his... Double cast? They they play it no they play a ton of different characters okay so they are each separate and then there's a man who just basically plays like every other character and he, right. and they're all amazing I mean I I think that Fiasco has done a really great job of um, finding their voice and their takes and how they arag- imagine these pieces of theater mm-hmm. they did some really really fun things right off the bat where. Um, they basically like sing the opening number, have all these like big physical things happen, and then they literally do like an exact physical reversal of what just happened, and like things go back into place. Like people, like it's re- they, they, the way that they played around with time in this was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the way the changes that they made to adding scenes back into the book really helped clear up some things. Um, yeah, I, I really loved it. I, I recommend seeing it. Um, do I think that... I, I don't I don't think the show will ever be perfect. No, I the show doesn't work, really. It, the, sh- the show does not work. No. It, 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 the show cannot work. No. Because you cannot have a success... As an audience member, you cannot have a, a successful moment of catharsis kind of until the very end of the show. And even then, it's really difficult because you're... It's kind of like it's just like emotional edging, like you. But it is yeah, no, like like the whole the whole show is just a scene of emotional edging where you're about to get to like the other side of what happens plot wise and like think like oh like this is like the moment where it all pays off and because it's going backwards in time, um, it can't. Yeah. And it's 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 funny to not compare it, or it's almost impossible to not compare it to the last five years and be like, Mm. okay, so why does last five years work and why doesn't this? And it's like, well, I guess like just the sheer tweaking of it having that perspective of someone going forward in motion Mm -hmm. while someone goes back and then having that switch. I I truly like, I I really kind of, as much as I stepped away from this production being like, God, Sondheim is a genius. There are so many amazing things in this show that the writers created that it really is such a work of art, even though it's a bit of a, it's not perfect by any means. But like, it really made me also go, man, Jason, Jason Robert Brown is really fucking brilliant and like really kind of nailed what this infamous flop couldn't figure out. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I don't think last five years works that much more than Merrily. I think it works more than Merrily. I think it does work more. But last five years gives me sort of the same blue balls that Marilee does. Oh, it never um, like it never does. Listening to both shows gives me the same exact. I think the scores for both shows work so well. Yeah, um, and I think that Jason Robert Brown did take more of a leaf from Marilee music wise in terms of having things make sense musically as the show goes on, like having exactly. themes and yep. whatnot. The uh, vignettes, vignettes, yes, but um, like, uh, like uh. Our Time is a song that is so moving to me when I hear it not in the show. In the show, I'm like, this is such a beautiful song, such a beautiful message, and I can't cry because 
nothing has been resolved. Exactly. Um, that, I think that, that was my emo- like as be- and they they have a really beautiful scene for the like the, just what they created mm-hmm. for for that song, and it, it really is so beautiful. But I I couldn't cry either, and like yeah. I cry at everything, and, and like it's it's yeah. I think they want you to be emotional at the promise of the song that you know what you know at that point right. is not going to get fulfilled. Right. And it's like, well, now I'm just, I don't feel good. And this is yes. a song and yep. I'm sure that's what they want, but like the song is so hopeful and it just makes you kind of punch yourself in the face. Yeah. Last five years, my issue is more that like, I find weirdly because even though Jamie's story is one that goes forward, I think it actually assists me in finding Kathy's story more, uh, interesting Even though hers is one That goes back I find her songs More interesting I find her storyline More interesting I agree 100% um, And that's what I think One of the things That's really cool about it is Oh that yeah, it, yeah. And, and, I, and again I agree with you I think that Last Five Years Works so much more Than Marilee does And I think yeah. Jason Marper Brown Was smart to make that What it was um, I don't know I don't know what it is Like Last Five Years I can listen to it Did and you I see will... the most Recent revival I saw the last five years of second stage, yeah, and I w- saw the movie, and I've seen we've all seen the bootleg with Sherry and Norm, yeah, of uh, course, Norm, with Norbert. Uh, I don't know. Um, <sighs> I was really moved at this most recent revival. Like it really kind of, <gasps> excuse me, gutted me. Yeah, um, a lot of people were very moved by it. I don't. I saw it, and I was I was super entertained. And Betsy Wolf can just like. She can sing to me my like test results, I and know, I will be. I know, and I will be pleased. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I honestly couldn't tell you what it was. I think that's okay. You're entitled. Yeah. I, am I though? Well, to your opinion. Yeah, I'm entitled to my opinion. You taking the light. You, you are the story I should Time traveling and musicals are hard. Listen, they I'm just going to say it. Are. I'm just going to say it. Let's so not you do heard, a Back you, to the Future you, opera, everybody. You heard it here first. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I really loved this production of, of Fiasco at Merrily Roll Along. Um, I love that theater. They're in the um, the Laura Pels. Mm-hmm. I love that theater so it's much. Beautiful theater. Um, yeah, and so it, it, I, I really enjoyed it. And then... We went to the after party, which was at Hard Rock, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know if he was at the show per se, but he def showed up to the Hard Rock. Yours truly was in the same room, finally, as Stephen Sondheim. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, then Ladies you became a Hard Rock. And let me tell you, like, how, how old is he? He's 88? God, I love Maybe? that you just knew that. Of course, I knew you would know that, Jesus. Um, don't quote me on that. It could totally be wrong. I don't know my own age. Um, and that's for True. a reason, because I don't, <laughs> don't want to know how old I am. No, God, no. I've reached a point. But I, I, um, I have to tell you, as I creepily watched him from across Hard Rock... Um, He's spry. Yeah. I mean, he was sitting down, but he's very much there. He was very engaged. He was very, um, he was, he was very talkative. He, yeah. I mean, he looks like an almost 90 year old man, but he, (laughs) 
but energy wise energy wise like yeah like he 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 looked like a spring chicken um yeah and compared to you though where you look like a spring chicken but (laughs) attitude energy wise you are 90,000 I'm I'm already dead you're so dead but um it was just you know and yeah I could have got up and talked to him what was actually really fun was um a guy who writes for tv who we were talking to that is his idol Mm -hmm. and he um it, what was more fun was he refused to leave without introducing himself to Sondheim. And so I watched this grown man's journey, mm-hmm. introducing himself to Sondheim, which included a period of him standing by a bar by himself nervously. It was like as if it was watching someone as if they were about to go ask a, a strange girl, a strange girl. Stranger girl? A girl. I, I don't know how heterosexuality A works. girl stranger thing. But so. yeah, but it, uh, it was like watching a guy about to go ask a girl out on a, on a date in a bar. Just go up. And this guy was so nervous. It was so amazing. Um, and then he went up to him and Santa Because he this guy's name was Ethan, this writer. Um, I think he maybe writes for HBO. I, I don't remember. I, I'm not oh, sure. sure. Ethan at HBO. Yes, yeah, of course. You know him. Um, but he... Uh, I guess he had written to Sondheim when he was little and like was like, I want to be a writer. And he went up to Sondheim and apparently Sondheim goes, ah, yes, I remember you. And this guy, was, this guy goes, oh, that's very kind. You don't need to lie. And he, and he goes, Sondheim goes, no, you're the only Ethan who's ever written to me. <laughs> and, and, and this guy was like, what? And he's like, yeah, and now I think you're the only Ethan I've ever met. And this and this guy was like sweating. He said he like he he was telling the story like beaming after it happened. Yeah. And then and then Sondheim apparently goes, oh wait, well other than Ethan Hawke. <laughs> oh my so, god! So yeah, so I, I got to watch this guy. Although I didn't introduce myself to Sondheim, and I I made the choice not to introduce my uh, introduce myself to Sondheim for safety reason, reasons for me. You like your butthole intact, I understand. Yeah, I mean, I just I'm out of butter right now. I it's gonna be hard for me to get into a frying pan at this age. I know I look like a newsies, but I you know I look like a newsies. Yeah, but I I, I mo- sound like my grandma. I I move I move like a like a uh like someone who's in a roundabout show, like yeah. an old person, like a like a like a roundabout subscriber. Um, uh, I'm saying John looks like a newsies, moves like a follies. I am a follies. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I know that really doesn't have a lot of weight, but for me, it was cool. It was cool to just see kind of the pinnacle of what has changed musical theater just to look at him in person and go wow you did all that yeah and one day i'm gonna do all that yeah one i would have been like wow you built this legacy and one day i'm gonna tear it down yeah and and one day i'm gonna burn it to the fucking ground i'm gonna tear it apart inch by inch Mm -hmm. i intend to create the bachelor the musical the apprentice the musical He's just not into you, the ballet. Oh my god. Everything, all of it. Art is dead. Um <laughs> And on that note, um, yeah, no, that's amazing. I'm so I'm so happy for you that you got to be in the room it with him. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool to just look at God for a second. It was just cool it was cool to look into the face of God. Oh my god. Sometimes I think when he does pass, which honestly the way he's going could be decades from now. It literally seemed like never. I mean yeah. I mean he he, he truly I 
because I, I kind of made a joke at first when I was about like when when someone was like, oh, I think he's over here, and I was like turning and was like, yeah, well, I'll just like you know, yeah. gotta get my last look, and then I saw him, and I'm I, I was, I mean, he was basically like wearing like butterfly barrette clips, so like he he, he looked like a teenage girl, <laughs> like he was just moving like a tween. Sondheim in uh, a new production of The Bad Seed. Sondheim and starring in Thirteen. He's Sondheim is totes the new Ariana Grande. You oh heard, my god, you heard it here second. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like he and Hal Prince both because Hal Prince is even older. I think he's like ninety two or something. They yeah, just Hal Prince is legally dead, legally speaking, sure. But like they both have so much energy. Although my grandmother's ninety five, and even getting hit by a taxi cab and shattering her kneecap was not enough to bring that bitch down. She is still walking and eating and drinking a storm. You know what? You can't keep, you can't keep a good duck down. No, um, you really can't. No, duck, duck, goose. I don't know. I had nothing to say to that, so I just thought that the first thing that do came you not, to mind. Do you not know the song, You Can't Keep a Good Dog Down from All Dogs Go to Heaven? Oh, I thought you said duck. Um, you can't keep a good duck down. I've never no. seen All are Dogs you still Go thinking to about Heaven. The, are you still thinking about that fucking ferryman goose? <laughs> I am. I think about that goose about every two or three days. I think about it do. every two or three days, and it's amazing comedic timing. Mm. I was the goose. Um, <laughs> That's what everyone needs to know. The only John's day job is not some weird desk job. He's the goose in the ferryman. I, I was the goose, and he told them that he needed to leave, and they were like, "But John, we need you to run the show." Yeah, because that goose runs the fucking show. Wait, I need to tell you this. <laughs> so my friend Amanda, Amanda Hawkins, who I'm pretty sure I've name dropped on this podcast once, she listened to our ferryman episode, and she goes, "Matt, I have tea for you." Because one of her is it goose tea? It's goose tea. I'm Shut up. no. Get ready for this. So one of her friends. I'm done. I'm ba- leaving one of her podcast. friends' babies is one of the babies in the ferryman. Yeah, one of my friends' babies is a, is a baby in the ferryman. Really? Man. Made their Broadway debut oh before god. me. I'm not jealous. <laughs> oh my god. That's whatever. Their college funds already gonna be ready when they're a ba- when they're older. Anyway, I don't I don't know what that sentence was. What the fuck? You just had a rage stroke. I did. It's about fine. This baby's success. Amanda goes. No, Matt. Listen to me. That goose has its own dressing room. And I go, no. And she goes, yes. Of course no. it does, then Matt. She goes, it has to. It's a wild fucking animal. Then she goes, no. My friend says to me, I'm, I'm Amanda now. She goes, my How friend says to me. voice of reason on this my, suddenly? My, Amanda goes, my friend says to me, Amanda, that goose needs to have, have people visit it in its dressing room before every show. And it knows when someone hasn't because it affects its performance in the show. And Amanda's like, what do you mean? She goes, like, it like it gets very snippy in the show if no one's come to visit visit it before. Like, it needs at least... Do you mean, like, actors in the yeah, show? Yeah, like, actors. To... Like, actors need to... Like, not the entire cast, but it needs a couple of actors to visit it before the show. Otherwise, it gets very, like, persnickety. And it, it, like, doesn't honk when it's supposed to. It, like, will get ruffled. And I go, Amanda, you're shitting me. She goes, no, I'm not at all. She goes, so you absolutely nailed it. That goose is a fucking diva. Your personification of this goose is something that perplexes me uh, to, to this day. I I know what you're saying, and I'm here to just. I mean, I'm shocker. I'm not a zoologist. <laughs> I'm not a marine biologist. I don't know what a duck is or a goose. I'm not an oncologist. I'm not. I'm not an oncologist. But I, uh, of course, that makes sense. You know, it's it's a, not a domesticated animal, so it's gonna feel weird if it like isn't familiar. I'm sure it doesn't remember what happened the day before, so it's probably like it I, probably needs a certain level of comfortability with these people. Uh-uh. I dis- no, no. Uh, okay, great. you're right. I'm it's wrong. It's the conspiracy of the season. I'm wrong. It's this goose. It's this bitch goose. Mm-hmm. It's this bitch goose. I'm just saying, like that goose should have started opposite Patty Lapone in Warpaint, and we would have had a diva session. 
Oh my god. We wouldn't I have been able to understand either to, one of to them. To be honest, it probably would have solved a lot of issues in war paint. Yeah, I mean we but, we would have understood more the lyrics from the goose than from Patty, but it's fine. Truth. Just saying. Truth. Uh, um I think we've run out of topics for the day. I I'm so grateful. Yeah. Uh well we you hinted at it earlier. I think maybe we should now let the goose out of the bag. Yeah. Uh, John has some exciting life developments, everybody. I'm expecting a goose. <laughs> a goose. I'm re- I'm I'm about to be the goose handler. Um yeah, so I am about to venture uh, into my own show. Not a podcast. I already got that. We, we got this one now. Yes. But I'm about to venture into my own show, and I will be working with the Stage Network, which Woo. is a online... Um, think like Netflix, but for all your theater needs. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an online theater viewing platform, um, and they... And I are developing my own show. I'm not going to tell you the name of the show yet. I'm allowed to tell you the name of the show yet, but I haven't made the official announcement on social meds. And so I want to like, I want to do that first. This will be a test of your Facebook friends to see who listens to this. Yeah. See like who reaches out or who like congratulates you on Facebook. And that's the other reason too, because I I wanted to, um, I wanted to test everyone in my life to see, (laughs) to see, and then use that as emotional, um, uh, just warfare really sure because um, that's what healthy relationships do but yeah so I'm not going to tell you the name of the show yet but I, I'm going to say keep an eye out on social media um, if you don't follow me on Instagram or Twitter my handle is at John Wiscavage that is J-O-H-N-W-A-S-C-A-V-A-G-E and follow me because you will see the announcement of the name um, I'm not going to give the whole concept away but let's just say um, it's, it's me and it's a lot of, it, it's me plus the Patty Lapone uh, camera freak out during Rose's turn mm-hmm. equals this show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited and I can't wait to share more in this podcast about it. I can't wait either. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, Stage Network, it's brand new. They technically launched in October, mm-hmm. but uh, it was sort of like, it was a bit of a soft launch. Uh, I think yes. they're now they're now promoting it a little more heavily. They have some great interview shows. They have uh, original content that they are providing. I actually was just at a shoot for them yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, the last two days, they f- are filming this one-man show called The Bench, and I was there for two of the days of the shoot, which was fun. Um, they have acquired a lot of content. Like I think mm-hmm. they have all of the recordings that the public did like Shakespeare in the park. That mm-hmm. they, used to, they have all those. Yep. Um, they have, yeah, they have a lot of really cool yeah, stuff. They got submissions only. Like it's a, it's a good site. It's super. Referable. And I'm about to go in there and ruin all of it. You're gonna, <laughs> guys, let's be, let's call it spade a spade. John's about to go in there and fuck things up. But here's the thing. Literally, I love this network so much. When they when we were talking about developing with it, they were like, uh, and, and they were they told their lawyer. They they go to their lawyer. Um, you need to block your ears for a second. And so the lawyer blocked his ears, and they were like, "We want you to just do whatever you want to do, and we'll deal with the repercussions later." And so I was like, "Oh, okay." cool (laughs) and then like literally like lightning struck and things caught on fire behind me and i Mm -hmm. was like 
let's do this. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm about to throw the universe into chaos. So, I mean, I don't want people have given me permission. <laughs> I don't want to say that John's currently living the real life version of the gay omen, but like the home omen, the home omen, is that home omen, home omen, yeah, uh, the omen with Damien. It's now John Miscavige and the home omen. John backwards actually spells omen. Uh, John backwards actually spells Satan. Uh, And Miscavige backwards is butthole. It's uh, Kate Baldwin. (laughs) Miscavige backwards spells Kate Baldwin. (laughs) If you play Miscavige backwards, you just hear Kate Baldwin's mix. Yeah, you just hear her mix. It's why your life is so blessed. From a cut song from Big Fish. Um, Um, Well, I'm so happy for you, John. Thank you. Thank you for supporting me. I'm so thrilled that you're able to find success even at the weight you're at right now. No, honestly, truly. Yeah. I can't can't give people like actual compliments. I have to give them a compliment and a diss afterwards. Um, but yeah, so that's going on with me and yeah. keep an eye out for it. And then we still are keeping an eye out for your show. Look at us, just two gals creating content yes. constantly. One of us in therapy, one of us not. The one in therapy, probably worse off. Probably. I'll I'll make it a point to book therapy. Um, <laughs> hashtag booked it. Hashtag he's going to book it. He's going to get a CETA uh, contract yeah, therapy. You heard it here, bitches. So uh, I think this is the point now where we should... Uh, Wrap it up, wouldn't you say? I think so as well. Yeah. So uh, this has been Broadway Breakdown. Uh, please uh, like us, rate us, uh, subscribe. Subscribe. Uh, I know it seems thirsty, you guys, but like, first of all, we are thirsty. We're thirsty people. Uh, One um, of us. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. And but it helps. It helps with algorithms, with iTunes, and all that shit. If you want people to find us when they search Broadway, just like giving us a five star rating, like it'll help. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're... Plus, Matt needs something to masturbate to. I really do. I, like, I masturbate to just good feedback, good solid <laughs> feedback, you know? Nothing got me hotter than when that online review called my performance in Daddy Issues, like, his uh, averageness works for him. <sighs> oh, God, I think that gave mm. me, like, three weeks worth of material. Mm. Mm. 10 out of 10 would fap you. Um, Hi, Dad, if he's still listening to this. Hi, Daddy. Hi, Daddy. Um, God, I hope your dad isn't listening to it. I really apologize, sir, for just doing that again. I mean, at this point, I don't fucking care. If he's listened to more than, like, two episodes, the jig is up, he knows. The the gig Um, is up. The gig is up. The gig is up. Um, Anywho... Great. So we said all the things you were supposed to say. Yeah, we said all the things. Um, um let's let's close this bitch. Who do you yeah. want us to play? Who 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 is it? Uh I think because we just brought her up, uh Miss Kate Baldwin. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think uh it's a Kate Baldwin kind of day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that I've got nothing left to say. It's just Broadway breakdown. I'm Matt. You're John. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm John. You're John. You're John. I'm and John. I'm Matt. I'm, I'm the John. And we have Kate coming up now. So, uh, Miss Balton, please uh, float us away on your floaty, floaty mix. Oh, my God. I love you so much, Kate. Oh, my God. Swallow me whole with that thick cord. Bye. I wanted the last line. Bye. Away with the bump off. Away with the rub out. Away with monoxide. Away with the one-way ride. Away with beyond recall. St. Peter can tell St. Paul that I... Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. 
part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 